welcome or welcome back to a twist of faith whichever one of those applies to you as always i'm your host alex parkview tonight we're going to be covering a fully fleshed out outline of the satanic ritual and believe it or not that will take us to the end of earth the book of belial the mastery of the earth i told you this one is much shorter than the book of lucifer the enlightenment was <clears throat> So just uh, bear with me in the way I go about tonight's episode because it's not broken down as much as some of the others. So I'm going to probably just go through it and interject my thoughts along the way. I'll try to denote when I'm doing that in case you haven't already learned to pick up on my audio cues for doing such during an episode. Um, real quick before I get started, I just want to thank all of you again, all my listeners, the amount of growth I've seen for having just started this cast back in the end of October is insane to me. So thank you sincerely. Please keep sharing us with everybody who might even be a little interested. Even if you think they might hate it, I'll go round for round with them in a positive, like, correspondence kind of way. They can email me. They can leave comments. I'll respond. However, I'm more than happy to defend my thoughts on my work, so... Anything that you think somebody might have something to say, or if you have something to say, feel free. Twist of Faith Podcast at gmail.com. On our YouTube, obviously, you have the comments right there. It's youtube.com slash at Alex Parkview for the channel. Subscribe, share, comment. You know the drill. <clears throat> Just, again, my heartfelt thanks, because this has been a great outlet for me for a lot of stuff. And I know this might seem kind of boring with the deep dive of the Satanic Bible, if it's not your thing. But we're going to get into some more stuff, kind of like the pilot episode, with that tattoos to damn or not to damn. And any uh, topics that you'd like to see covered, like I've already gotten a few requests that I'm going to be doing. <clears throat> Those will be coming up in the future, but any requests you have, please submit them. I am more than happy to cover them. If you're not sure about something that pertains to your own faith, and you're like, well, am I a bad human? Am I a shitty Christian? Am I a horrible Jew for the way I... Like, whatever the question might be, I will do my best to answer it, given your circumstances that you submit to me. Let, go, like, let me be your excuse to be lazy, I guess. I enjoy this kind of research. I know a lot of people don't, so... Again, my thanks for listening, and I'm just going to jump right into the fleshed-out outline of the Satanic Ritual right after this. And through the magic of podcasts, as if no time at all had passed, the full outline of the Satanic Ritual. <clears throat> Notes which are to be observed before beginning ritual. Person performing ritual stands facing the altar and symbol of Baphomet throughout ritual except when other positions are specifically indicated. If possible, altar should be against west wall. In rituals performed by one person, the role of priest is not required. When more than one person is involved in the ceremony, one of them must act as priest. In a private ritual, the sole performer follows the instructions for the priest. Whenever the words Shem Hamfarash and Hail Satan are spoken by the person acting as priest, the other participants will repeat the words after him. The gong is struck following the other participants' response to Hail Satan. Conversing, except within the context of the ceremony, and smoking are prohibited after the bell is rung at the beginning, until after it is again rung at the end of the ritual. The Book of Belial contains the principles of satanic magic and ritual. 
before attempting the rituals in the Book of Leviathan, spoiler, that's the next book, it is imperative that you read and understand the complete Book of Belial. Until you have done so, no degree of success can be expected from the 13 steps which follow. Part B, the 13 steps. See devices used in a satanic ritual, which was the episode before this, as a note he has in parentheses there. He doesn't say episode, obviously, that's my thing. So listen to last week's episode for detailed instructions for the 13 steps. <clears throat> Step 1, dress for the ritual. 2, assemble devices for ritual. Light candles and shut out all outside light sources. Place parchments to right and left of the altar as indicated. If a woman is used as the altar, she now takes her position, head pointing south, feet pointing north. Purification of the air by ringing the bell. Invocation to Satan and infernal names, which follow, see Book of Leviathan, are now read aloud by priest. <clears throat> Participants will repeat each infernal name after it has been said by priest. Step six, drink from chalice. Seven, turning counterclockwise, the priest points with the sword to each cardinal point of the compass and calls forth the respective prince of hell. Satan from the south, Lucifer from the east, Belial from the north, and Leviathan from the west. 8. Perform benediction with the phallus, if one is used. 9. Priest reads aloud appropriate invocation for respective ceremony, lust, compassion, or destruction. See Book of Leviathan. In the case of a personalized ritual, this step is extremely important. Solitude is compatible with the expressing of the most secret desires, and no attempt to hold back should be made in the acting out, verbalizing, or casting of images pertaining to your desires. It is at this step that your blueprint is drawn, wrapped, and sent off to the recipient of your working. <clears throat> then he breaks down into some sub-letters on step 10, A. To summon one for lustful purpose or establish a sexually gratifying situation. Leave the area of the altar and remove yourself to that place, either in the same room or without, that will be most conducive to the working of the prospective ritual. Then fashion whatever imagery you possibly can that will parallel in as exact a way possible the situation towards which you strive. Remember, you have five senses to utilize, so do not feel you must limit your imagery to one. Here are devices that may be employed, either alone or in any combination. Graphic imagery such as drawings, paintings, etc. Written imagery such as stories, plays, descriptions of desires, and eventual outcome of same. Acting out the desire in tableau or playlet, either as yourself or portraying the role of the object of your desire, transference. Using any devices necessary to intensify imagery. Any odors relative to the desired person or situation. Any sounds or background noises conducive to a strong image. Intense sexual feeling should accompany this step of the ritual, and after sufficient imagery is obtained, as strong an orgasm as is possible should serve as climax to this step. This climax should be attained using any masturbatory or autoerotic means necessary. 
after orgasm is obtained, return to the location of the altar and proceed with step 11 on the following pages. Subset B, to ensure help or success for one who has sympathy or compassion, including yourself. Remain in close proximity of the altar and with as vivid a mental image as possible of the person you wish to help or intense self-pity. State your desire in your own terms. Should your emotions be genuine enough, they will be accompanied by the shedding of tears, which should be allowed to flow without restraint. After this exercise in sentiment is completed, proceed to step 11 on the next page. Subset C. To cause the destruction of an enemy, remain in the area of the altar unless imagery is more easily obtained in another spot, such as in the vicinity of the victim. Producing the image of the victim, proceed to inflict the destruction upon the effigy in the manner of your choice. This can be done in the following ways. The sticking of pins or nails into a doll representing your victim. The doll may be cloth, wax, wood, vegetable matter, etc. The creation of graphic imagery depicting the method of your victim's destruction, drawings, paintings, etc. The creation of a vivid literary description of your victim's ultimate end. A detailed soliloquy directed at the intended victim, describing his torments and annihilation. Mutilation, injury, infliction of pain or illness by proxy using any other means or devices desired. Intense calculated hatred and disdain should accompany this step of the ceremony, and no attempt should be made to stop this step until the expended energy results in a state of relative exhaustion on the part of the magician. When this exhaustion ensues, proceed to step number 11. And step 11 follows. If requests are written, they are now read aloud by the priest and then burned in the flames of the appropriate candle. Shem Hamfarash and Hail Satan is said after each request. If requests are given verbally, participants, one at a time, now tell them to the priest. He then repeats in his own words, those which are most emotionally stimulating to him, the request. Shem Hamfarash and Hail Satan is said after each request. Appropriate Enochian key is now read by the priest as evidence of the participant's allegiance to the powers of darkness. Ringing of the bell as pollutionary and then the words, so it is done, are spoken by the priest. And that ends the ritual. So again, that's just a set of like instructions, how-tos, what to say, where to do it, your setup. And he mentions a lot of like physical things like clothing, altar, candles, the gong, the statue of Baphomet, all that. So he decides he might as well break that down too since he's talking about the whole ritual. And he goes into that starting here. It says uh, devices used in the satanic ritual. Clothing. Black robes are worn by the male participants. The robes may be cowled or hooded, and if desired, may cover the face. Purpose in covering the face is to allow the participant freedom to express emotion in the face without concern. It also lessens distraction on the part of one participant towards another. Female participants wear garments which are sexually suggestive or all-black clothing for older women, amulets bearing the sigil of Baphomet, or the traditional pentagram of Satan are worn by all participants. 
Robes are donned by men before entering the ritual chamber and are worn throughout the ritual. Men may substitute all black clothing for black robes. Black is chosen for the attire in the ritual chamber because it's symbolic of the powers of darkness. Sexually appealing clothing, clothing is worn by women for the purpose of stimulating the emotions of the male participants and thereby intensifying the outpouring of adrenal or bioelectrical energy, which will ensure a more powerful working. The altar. <clears throat> man's earliest altars were living flesh and blood, and man's natural instincts and predilections were the foundation on which his religions were based. Later religions, in making man's natural inclinations sinful, perverted his living altars into slabs of stone and lumps of metal. Satanism is a religion of the flesh rather than of the spirit. Therefore, an altar of flesh is used in satanic ceremonies. The purpose of an altar is to serve as a focal point towards which all attention is focused during a ceremony. A nude woman is used as the altar in satanic rituals because woman is the natural passive receptor and represents the earth mother. LeVay's got a thing for naked chicks, and I mean, that's probably one of the high points of his religion as far as attracting members of the male demographic. Even though he says, like, people who join Satanism just for the naked ladies should not, whatever, he's clearly trying to recruit as many men as he can with all the naked woman talk. In some rituals, nudity for the woman serving as altar may be impractical, so she may be clothed or partially covered. If a female is performing the ritual alone, no woman need be used for the altar. If no female is used for the altar, the elevated plane used for her to lie upon may be used to hold other devices for the ritual. For large group rituals, a trapezoidal altar about three to four feet high and five to six feet long can be specifically constructed for the woman to lie upon. If this is impractical <clears throat> or in private ceremonies, any elevated plane may be used. If a woman is used for the altar, the other devices may be placed upon a table within easy reach of the priest. The symbol of Baphomet. <clears throat> the symbol of Baphomet was used by the Knights Templar to represent Satan. Through the ages, this symbol has been called by many different names. Among these are the Goat of Mendes, the Goat of a Thousand Young, the Black Goat, the Judas Goat, and perhaps most appropriately, the Scapegoat. Baphomet represents the powers of darkness combined with the generative fertility of the goat. In its pure form, the pentagram is shown encompassing the figure of a man in the five points of the star, three points up, two points down, symbolizing man's spiritual nature. In Satanism, the pentagram is also used, but since Satanism represents the casual instincts of man, or the opposite of the spiritual nature, the pentagram is inverted to perfectly accommodate the head of the goat. Its horns, representing duality, thrust upward in defiance. The other three points inverted, or the trinity denied. The Hebraic figures around the outer circle of the symbol, which stem from the magical teachings of the Kabbalah, spell out Leviathan, the serpent of the watery abyss, and identified with Satan. These figures correspond to the five points of the inverted star. The symbol of Baphomet is placed on the wall above the altar. Regarding the candles. <clears throat> the candles used in satanic ritual represent the light of Lucifer, the bearer of light, enlightenment, the living flame, burning desire, and the flames of the pit. Only black and white candles are to be used in satanic ritual. 
Never use more than one white candle, but as many black candles as are required to eliminate the ritual chamber may be used. At least one black candle is placed to the left of the altar, representing the powers of darkness and the left-hand path. Other black candles are placed where needed for illumination. One white candle is placed to the right of the altar, representing the hypocrisy of white light magicians and the followers of the right-hand path. No other light source is to be used. Black candles are used for power and success for the participants of the ritual, and are used to consume the parchments on which blessings requested by ritual participants are written. The white candle is used for destruction of enemies. Parchments upon which curses are written are burned in the flame of the white candle. Regarding the bell. The shattering effect of the bell is used to mark both the beginning and the end of the ritual. The priest rings the bell nine times, turning counterclockwise and directing the tolling towards the four cardinal points of the compass. This is done once at the beginning of the ritual to clear and purify the air of all external sounds, and once again at the end of the ritual to intensify the working and act as a pollutionary indicating finality. The tonal quality of the bell used should be loud and penetrating rather than soft and tinkling. Hence why he referred to it as a gong previously. I mean, you picture a gong, it's that loud boom sound, not the ding, 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 little crappy bell sound. He's saying you got to shatter that air, you got to get the people's attention, use it as a point of focus. Regarding the chalice, in satanic ritual, the chalice or goblet used represents the chalice of ecstasy. Ideally, the chalice should be made of silver, but if a silver chalice cannot be obtained, one made from another metal, glass, or crockery may be used, anything but gold. Gold has always been associated with white light religions and the heavenly realm. The chalice is to be drunk from first by the priest, then by one assistant. In private rituals, the person performing the ceremony drains the chalice. Regarding the elixir for the chalice, the stimulating fluid or elixir of life used by the pagans has been corrupted into sacramental wine by the Christian faith. Originally, the liquor used in pagan rituals was drunk to relax and intensify the emotions of those involved in the ceremony. Satanism does not sacrifice its god, as do other religions. The Satanist practices no such form of symbolic cannibalism and returns the sacramental wine used by the Christians to its original purpose, that of stimulating the emotions necessary to satanic ritual. Wine itself need not be used. Whatever drink is most stimulating and pleasing to the palate is in order. The elixir of life is to be drunk from the chalice of ecstasy, as indicated above, immediately following the invocation to Satan. Regarding the sword, <clears throat> the sword of power is symbolic of aggressive force and acts as an extension and intensifier of the arm which the priest uses to gesture and point. A parallel to this is the pointing stick or blasting wand used in other forms of magical ritual. The sword is held by the priest and is used to point towards the symbol of Baphomet during the invocation to Satan. It is also used as indicated in steps of ritual when calling forth the four princes of hell. The priest thrusts the point of the sword through the parchment containing the message or request after it has been read aloud. It is then used to hold the parchment while introduced into the candle flame. 
While hearing the requests of other participants and while repeating same, the priest places the sword atop their heads in traditional knighting fashion. For private rituals, if a sword cannot be attained, a long knife, cane, or similar staff may be used. Regarding the phallus, the phallus is a pagan fertility symbol which represents generation, virility, and aggression. This is yet another device which has been blasphemously converted to fit the guilt-ridden ceremonies of Christianity. The phallus is a non-hypocritical version of the spiritulum, or holy water sprinkler, used in Catholicism, quite a metamorphosis of the common penis. The phallus is held in both hands of one of the priest's assistants and methodically shaken twice toward each cardinal point of the compass for the benediction of the house. Any phallic symbol may be used. If none is obtainable, one may be made from plaster, wood, clay, wax, etc. The phallus is necessary only in organized group rituals. <clears throat> and then he addresses the gong again. He says the gong is used to call upon the forces of darkness. It is to be struck once after the participants have repeated the priest's words, Hail Satan. A gong is necessary only in organized group rituals. For the best tonal quality, a concert gong is preferred, but if one cannot be obtained, any gong with a full rich tone may be used. Regarding the parchment. Parchment is used because its organic properties are compatible with the elements of nature. In keeping with the satanic views on sacrifice, the parchment used would be made from the skin of a sheep, which was by necessity killed for food, an animal is never slaughtered for the purpose of using all or a part of the animal in a satanic ritual. If commercial parchment, which has been made from already slaughtered sheep, cannot be obtained, plain paper may be substituted. The parchment is the means by which the written message or request can be consumed by the candle flame and sent out into the ether. The request is written on parchment or paper read aloud by the priest, and then burned in the flame of either the black or white candle, whichever is appropriate for the particular request. Before the ritual begins, curses are placed to the right of the priest, and charms or blessings are placed to the left of him. So there you have the acted-out, step-by-step satanic ritual, according to LeVay. <clears throat> and he goes into some pretty extreme detail, but then he kind of takes an interesting twist, when he gets to the items of the ritual, like the phallus, the parchment, the gong, the bell. I mean, Satanism is humanism to the nth degree. We've pretty much already ascertained that. But he takes it a step further in the humanistic qualities by saying, like, we're not going to needlessly slaughter an animal. We're not going to defile a woman. This isn't necessary. You can substitute things phallus if you don't have one you can use what you have around so if you're like a lady satanist you can use your dildo as a phallus for the ceremony like there's you don't have to go out of your way to get this stuff like the he's only very explicitly and on uh, only very explicit in his demands for certain items like the candles only one white candle can be used because white is the good right hand path the Catholicism he mentions again think of Satanism as like everything Catholicism is Satanism is not the yin the yang the dark the light etc <clears throat> so he only lets you use the one white candle and he perverts that candle from its uh, predetermined purpose 
because curses and such are fed into it during the ceremony. Blessings are fed to the black satanic candles. So, I mean, he's still, like, everything he's doing is still just a slap in the face to Christianity, Catholicism, really heavily on the Catholicism. That's not my own bias. That's LeVay's written bias because he straight blasts Catholicism. So, he, like, everything he's doing while he's forming this religion and these ceremonies and these spells and these ways of doing things and these dogmatic presentations, he's making them for the purpose of like a religious following, but he's also making them as a mockery of the right-hand path, as he calls it, the good, the white magic practitioner, etc. Like, every chance he gets, he's scoffing at, pissing on. Like those stickers of uh, Calvin and Hobbes, the comic you're probably familiar with, if you're in my generation, the where the tiger's Pit, or the little kids pissing on stuff like the Ford symbol, etc. You see it on trucks, vehicles. People always use that little kid pissing on things as their way of haha. Well, that's LeVay. He's a little kid and he's pissing on Catholicism, the right hand path, etc. And he, I'm not saying he's wrong in doing so. I'm not saying he's right in doing so. I'm merely saying he's pissing on it all. He's saying fuck those religions, they're trash. Because they have this, like, fake sky daddy that you gotta please, where all of his talk of Satan is in the symbolic sense. He's not saying we're actually, like, worshipping a literal devil. Even the statues of Baphomet that he references, he says we use them as a symbol of the darkness, of the path opposite of the good. Because Catholics have the crucifix. There's religious symbols. So any symbol that you can think of that's associated with a good, quote, on good, religion, like the churches, Satanism has to have something to counter it. Like he talks about the holy water sprinkler, and then in Satanism, bam, it's just a phallus. It's a fucking common penis-looking thing. Because he doesn't care. He's mocking, degrading, knocking down, attacking the white light traditions, which, by all means, like, those religions have relied on Satan so long, it's about time somebody represented at least Satan, gave the darkness a voice. I mean, you can only shit on something for so long before it's going to shit back. That's just life, that's facts. So, I mean, he, he goes into all of his stuff with the ceremony and the ritual. I'm sure some of you busted out notebooks and are sitting there rewinding this and, okay, I need this kind of... By all means, fuck, I don't care. If you believe in it, more power to you more power. Remember, I just want you to think, motherfuckers. I just want you to think. I'm not sitting here saying, okay, so you're going to do all this, and you're going to pull off the ultimate satanic ritual, and you're going to be a god. No, I'm reading what the fuck LeVay wrote, and I'm hoping it makes you think about something. If you're a Christian or a Catholic and you're listening to this, by all means, now you have a little bit more understanding of the quote-unquote enemy. Like, you understand the way their religion works. You have some more fuel for your holy fire, like, for fuck's sake. And if you are a Satanist, maybe you better understand it, because I've met too many people that claim to be Satanists. Yes, I have. Online, etc., Facebook. Uh, there's a couple that I've run across when I was deployed, and they think they're actually supposed to be worshipping this hellfire and brimstone horned motherfucker called the devil that Christianity and all these other religions ascribed to as the evil one. No, Satanism is not worship of this 
literal person, demon, devil figure. It is more of a scoffing and a revolt against the Christian, Catholic, etc. ways. That, and instead of worshiping their shit, you are just saying, fuck you, I believe in myself as a god. I believe in what I can see. I'm going to live my life the way I want to. I mean, it's like those Yazidis that I mentioned previously. I still adore those fuckers. Just because they're as evil as they can be in their deathbeds. Bam, Jesus, we're going to heaven. Fuck you. That's you, you got to just admire that dedication. And no, that's not my religion. It just makes me giggle every time it pops in my head. But the whole thing of people not understanding the religion that they claim to embrace or the faith that they claim to profess. I'm sure a lot of Christians don't understand their religion. They just do what the church tells them to. They probably never even read the Bible. I've seen plenty of those in my time too. Catholics who just do what the church tells them to. That like I've seen so many people that are ignorant to their own faiths that I just I don't understand it. How the hell are you going to claim to follow something that you don't even understand? Because you're supposed to? Because fear? Go back and listen to Hell the Devil and Thoughts About Fear, another episode of mine. Tell me what you think about that one. Fucking just, you need to at least attempt to read and understand, maybe a little study, before you give yourself to a religion, and then you're not even sure if you're doing it right, because, well, the church told me to, so I'm up. No, read the fucking book. Read the faith, man. Fucking meditate on it. Think on it. And I'm using meditate in the generally acceptable societal definition of meditate, focus, not like aspiring to a religion of meditation. Like I said, I'm not any of the singulars... I mean, by now, if you've listened closely in the episodes, you may have an idea what my beliefs are. I may even do them in a subscription episode where y'all got to pay just to fucking find out what I actually believe. That one could be fun. It could be a little long. It could be a couple parts. I don't know, but I, I might just do it that way because at some point, anybody with a brain who takes the time to study their religion is going to come to certain realizations about their religion, their beliefs, their faith. And I'm sorry, but I'm just not going to ascribe to something because somebody else told me to. I refuse to profess with my mouth something that I don't believe with both my brain and my heart. It really is that simple. So, by all means, if you're into Satanism, at least know that it's basically humanism to the nth degree. It's not literal worship of the horned one from below in the depths, all right? Like, you're not this big, scary motherfucker like you think you are. You just worship yourself. Sorry, not sorry. Now you know the truth, at least. I mean, LeVay says it numerous times, and people who claim to be LeVayan Satanists that actually believe that they are worshiping Mr. Mr. Devil... They need to have their heads checked because they clearly didn't even take the time to research the religion that they claim to ascribe to. Um, my timer on the recording is running short because I can only record half-hour clips at once, and the way I did this one was just to go with the flow and get her done. So I'm going to go ahead, cut off, come back with a fresh recording for the conclusion, and then... Uh, We'll be back next week. Probably no more bonus episodes this week just because it's the taint of the holidays. 
So fuck that. How they passed, how they future were in the taint. Nice imagery, feel free to use it. But I will be back with the conclusion. And then next week on Wednesday, I will have the next episode, which we will get into the next book since today finishes out the Book of Belial. So stick around for the conclusion. I say it all the time on this show, and I'm going to say it again. A couple things. First, don't be a shitty human. The one universal truth that I seem to have been able to ferret out of all the different religions. Don't be a shitty human. Seems to be a pretty popular thing. That one out of the way, <clears throat> my purpose in doing this, like I honestly kind of feel like it's a calling, not to sound all supernatural-esque about it, but I feel like given my upbringing, I was born to do this. I was raised to do this. I was raised to talk about all the shit that other people are too pussified to talk about regarding religion. Oh my God, he's talking about the satanic Bible. He's going to turn my baby little Billy into the fucking biblical asshole who worships Satan. No, Susan, calm the fuck down. My purpose, my calling, my reason is to make you think about things. I will reference yet again Dogma by Kevin Smith. Uh, Bartle, no, not Bartleby, fucking Rufus, the 13th Apostle in the movie, <clears throat> played by Chris Rock. He says, uh, beliefs are a dangerous thing because people go to war over them, die over them, etc. It's better to have an idea because you can change your mind about an idea. That's all I want. That is my goal, to make y'all have thoughts, ideas, revelations within yourself, better understanding of your so-called enemies of the religious sect. Like, if you're a Christian and you hate a Satanist, well, now that I'm covering the Satanic Bible, maybe you realize they're just sick of hypocrisy. They want a little fucking for themselves, and they're just done with that religion. It doesn't mean they're a shitty human. An atheist can do good deeds. Like, you can be a good human without being a Christian, Catholic, fucking... Protestant, Mormon, you fucking whatever. Like, <clears throat> you don't have to ascribe to a certain train of thought, set of beliefs, religious doctrine to be a decent human being. So listen to the shit. Love it, hate it, whatever. Hell, listen to it with your kids if you're okay with my cursing all the time. Because my content is honestly not that bad. And I guarantee they've heard worse cursing in some of these fucking New Aged animes, all right? The content in and of itself is just learning tools, educational tools. I'm, I mean, if you're worried about what the kid's going to think, if they're going to have questions, fucking send them my way. Twist of Faith Podcast at gmail.com. In the comments on YouTube, fucking, I'm sure some of the platforms have things for questionnaires. I don't necessarily know if I see all of them because I just plaster my RSS feed for this all over the place in hopes of spreading it out. But the email's a surefire way to get my attention and the YouTube comments are a surefire way to get my attention. So either check us out on YouTube if you want to watch with the kitties and have them ask a question or them shoot me an email or shoot an email for them based on their actual questions, twistoffaithpodcast at gmail.com. You'll have to pardon my little furry sidekick here shaking her collar in the background. She usually sleeps through my postings. But that jingle jingle you just heard was my fluffy buddy. So, 
if you are not certain how to broach the topics of religious freedom, religious thought, in such a way that it is not being controlled by the government or any other figure like a public school, like if you're not sure what to do and you want your kid to be a free thinker of religion and they want to listen to my shit and you want them to ask questions about it, I'm all for it. That's part of why I do this. Like, the interaction drives me. I've, got, I've given you all a little background of my personal nature. I was raised Roman Catholic. Not currently. If you listen at all, you know that. Raised Roman Catholic by a man who could most closely be ascribed as a Buddhist, though he directly was not but that was what he was most closely associated with, with his beliefs. This man also kept a copy of the Koran. He kept fucking, oh, what was that other Bible? He, he had some other fucking trippy Bible at escape. He had, like, so many religious works. You get the point. That even though he raised us Roman Catholic, he taught us to question it all. He never once got mad if I asked him, well, how the, I mean, I didn't phrase it as such, because I was a little kid, I would have got my fucking teeth slapped out of my mouth if I phrased it this way, but he never got mad if I asked, what the fuck, this doesn't make any sense, Dad. He would have me read or point me in the direction of where to read, show me how to study, look it up myself, find the answers, like, a lot of people are lazy when it comes to research, it's not an insult, it's just reality, and I am more than happy when it comes to these religious e-things to do the research for you. Use me. To an extent, I am at your disposal with that. So feel free, if you're okay with the constant cussing, to have your kiddies listen along with you, to watch the videos on YouTube. They're not made for children, clearly. Disclaimer. YouTube even makes me check a little box every time I upload one, saying, was this made for kids, yes or no, and I have to say no because of all my cusses. But... I am okay, like, I would say at the age of free thought, so like preteen, like maybe 10 to 13 would be a good starting age to introduce them to this kind of religious discussion of an open forum, where they're finding out, hey, this religion is based on this, this one's this, but they do have that common theme of don't be a shitty human. Just my two cents, what do I know, I'm just the guy behind the podcast, um, I will close by saying, like us, love us, hate us, whatever us, just embrace some aspect of us, share us, rate us, review, comment, message. I get kind of sick of running through the same thing every week, but it needs to be said because like, I just, I want people to get this. Religion is not as divisive as the world would lead you to believe. People hear the word Satanism, they run screaming. I've read the Satanic Bible, and I laugh. Because, like I said, the man makes some interesting points. He's clearly got some sort of obsession with the naked female form, which lots of guys do, No, not a whatever. But nothing in there is about literal devil worship. It is about worshiping yourself. Which I get if you're fucking Bob and Jane... Billy Joe Rotten Crotch family, and you so deeply rooted in Christianity that you're not allowed to ask a question because your parents will beat you with a crucifix. I get it. It's pathetic, but I get it. But anybody who's able to listen and think 
might just learn something. Might learn that maybe just because somebody has a different religious background from them does not make them a bad person. So I'll leave you with that. Just respect each other's religious beliefs, ideals, etc. Because they're not necessarily as divisive as the world would have you believe they are. This has been A Twist of Faith. I'm your host, Alex Parkview. Back next week. Enjoy the taint of the holidays.